headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Number one best-selling author many times over and co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour podcast, Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality. My daughter is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Nathan starts this hour off in South Dakota. Hi, Nathan. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave and Rachel. Thank you for taking that call. Sure. What's up? Yeah, so I'm a 22-year-old farmer, and I recently, in an attempt to grow my operation, bought a piece of land. Um, So between the land loan and an operating loan, I have about $500,000 in debt. So the land loan is $475,000, and that was just a couple months ago that I bought that. And it's just starting to set in now. Um, (laughs) I'm going to be paying this off for the next 30 years. And I guess I just wanted to get your input on what the best way to tackle that would be. That scares me to death. Does it not scare you? It's yes, it it is. Um, I I mean, my, my chest is tight and I don't owe the money. Yeah. Wow, man. You're not freaked yeah, out at all? Well, I am. I mean, farmland is terribly expensive, and it's always, I mean, I've always been taught by my dad and other farmers that you just have to start somewhere and, you know, start paying it, some land down. And So, so it, your, yep, your, your dad's suggestion is at 22 years old that you go $500,000 in debt. He endorsed this plan. Yes, he did. Wow. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that we have any answers for you, to be honest with you, Nathan. Um, well, are you going to be, is, I guess your plan is to farm the lands and make an income off of that, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. What and do you anticipate the income being? Yeah. Well, it varies a lot. The farm economy has gotten worse the past few months and right now it's looking like the profit from the land won't quite make the payment so about twenty five thousand is what i think the profit will be off this year the payment each year is 40 grand Hmm. but on the better years it could make its own payment possibly so so you bought a business for five hundred thousand dollars at 22 years old that loses money this year and on a good year breaks even? Well, I have other land that I'm renting from. I know, but did you not hear what I just said? Yes. That's just dumb. Okay. That doesn't make any sense at all. You, that, that, you know, if you know, but because you're a farmer, you you think it's okay. It's not okay. That, that's not that's mm-hmm. not good math. That's not good business. Farming farming is a business. It should be a profitable mm-hmm. business, and the way you engage in it must be profitable. You have to create a profit and loss statement, and you have to actually create revenue in excess of your expenses. And you put so much debt service on yourself, you can't breathe. Mm-hmm. So Nathan, the extreme you know 
uh, decision here would be, could you sell it? Is there is there a possibility? Are there buyers? Is this... Why would you want to work for 30 years for zero money? Well, and all you do is clear a piece of ground when you're done. Because he's 22 and he's a second gen farmer, I know, third gen. But I'm just saying, the logic of this is, is that by your dad suggesting this is baffling that you're going to work for zero profit for the next 30 years and your net result is you clear a piece of ground. That, yeah. yeah that's not logical. I mean, I love real estate, I love farming, I love farmers. Uh, but, but this doesn't, it's not, it doesn't make sense. So right. something you, you guys have to back up from this a little bit and figure out a different approach to create a profitable business, or you need to get out of this before you get foreclosed on. Right. Cause what's going to happen is, is if you borrow $30,000 to cover your losses this year, now you're 23 and you owe more on the ground than it's worth. Yes, that's right. And then the next year, we hope to break even. Yeah. Man, I'm sorry. I don't want to be mean to you at all. I have a tremendous respect for how hard you work. I have tremendous respect for the fact that a small percentage of Americans yeah. feed all of the rest yes, of us. Yes. And, uh, but that does not mean that, cause, but this is not sustainable. But we're not going to justify it for you, Nathan. I mean, I, like I, I you want to be able to sleep at night. I want you, you to set win. yourself up. I want you. I, I, if you told me you're a, a brain surgeon and you were breaking even, I, I would tell you not to be a brain surgeon, you know? If you told me you were uh, in brain surgery, believe me, if I'm going to get operated on, I'd like a good brain surgeon around. If I want some food on my table, I'd like a good farmer like you out there working. Man, I appreciate who you are. And so Mm -hmm. I'm I'm all about you winning at this. I want you to be profitable. If you told me you could make a million dollars a year being a farmer, I'd be proud for you. I'd want you to do that. Okay. You know, I mean, so this is not me hating on. Uh, but this idea that just, but I got to tell you, man, I've worked with farmers for a long time, 30 years, and, uh, a lot of them carry on and gripe about me because I tell them not to borrow $500,000 on a combine. And and then, but there's this romanticism with farming that says, oh, the math doesn't apply because I'm a farmer. Well, math does apply. It applies in every dadgum business. And it's the same philosophy we use for any other business. It applies and if it you're applies running if, a nonprofit church serving Jesus. And it applies if you live in California and want to buy a house, right? Like, like yeah. oh, it, it is just the math. It's the math. It's, and, it, and it's what brings a blessing it. to your life. And that's our goal here. And I wish I had a magic wand. Mine's low on batteries that could make this deal work. I don't know how this deal works unless you could tell me you can make $100,000 a year profit instead of losing money the first year and maybe the second year and maybe the third year and ending up owing $100,000 more within a couple of years on this property than it's worth. And uh, that's not a plan. So, so what would you say? Sell it? I, that or rework the business model. I mean, if there, I, I don't know how he, what he's doing. I don't yeah, know what his yeah. crop rotation is. I don't know what his particular crop choice is. I, I don't know, you know what he's looking at, why, why you're going into a business that at 22 that you're planting that you're planning to lose money well it could be the crop i mean it could be the weather the crop i mean that's well, the hard thing the, about agriculture the farm economy and the farm economy depending on which segment we're talking about is yeah. struggling yeah i don't argue that point either 
but you can't just you know you can't open a restaurant and lose money yeah the first year and the second year and oh so much that you can't pay your payments that's why that doesn't it doesn't work in any business and I, man i wish i could make this better for you I, but you've got to either rework your business approach to this or you need to look at getting this sold before you get yourself bankrupted by your dad's horrible advice this is the ramsey show Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan, if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone, and they even have low-cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Hey, let's clear something up. If you listen to this show for 10 seconds, you'll know we hate debt. And some people, for some reason, don't get that. They think you need debt, you need credit cards to build your credit. Well, we think you need a good credit, and because they think you need a good credit score to buy a house. Well, you don't. The truth is, living a debt-free lifestyle, eventually you won't have any credit score. If you don't have any open accounts and you don't use credit at all, eventually your credit score will disappear. And when you're ready to buy a house, you got to find a good lender like Churchill Mortgage who can do what's called manual underwriting. Like George Camel, when he and Whitney bought their first home, which is now paid off, they got it through Churchill Mortgage at a zero credit score. And they got the same interest rate as a premium credit score would get. You are not penalized if you have a mortgage company like Churchill that knows what they're doing. Might sound crazy, but the best plan for your future is to avoid debt, get a big down payment, get a great real estate agent who will help you find a house you can actually afford. We recommend our endorsed local provider agents. They are Ramsey trusted. That means they're a top performer in your market. They're, they are high octane, high protein. If you're going to sell a house, get with somebody who sells a bunch of houses, not somebody who got their license last week who happens to be your friend from college. That's dumb. Don't do that. This is your house. Okay, get somebody that actually knows what they're doing that has a proven track record in the area. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash agent. You can find these Ramsey trusted you, uh, agents. Do you remember? Well, it's probably two years ago now that people were starting to talk about the bubble, the bubble, the housing bubble. It's going to it's going to it's going to burst. It's going to burst. It's going to be another 07, you know, like the oh, yeah, the freak out. And then that we did, did the big, the, the reality, the right real estate right reality real, check, calm everyone the big, down. The big live stream. And so, you know, the market, we've said it's, I mean, it's cooled down. It's not as insane as it was Thank then. God. Uh, yep. So we're, we're stabilizing. And so uh, on Instagram, I know you love Instagram reels. Uh, a guy, a guy had a whole thing about how the number one market that's going to burst very soon is Nashville. And how Nashville, it's going to, all this stuff. And then I went and read through the comments and they were like, are you insane? Like, have you been to Nashville and seen the, like, cause it's, it's still crazy in Nashville, right? I mean, like there's still, 
there are still fewer houses. He's more the guy people. still saying that? Yes, there's a guy that, and I just saw it the other week, and I was like, oh no, not Nashville, because we we experience it here, and it's like people are still flocking and still moving here. Uh, but what? But we oh, can't get you to not come. <laughs> I know. So for you and your perspective with real estate specifically, like what what trends are you seeing? out there because i mean i kind of just i i see nashville no nashville but overall the landscape the the bubble has not burst we are still okay but it has it has softened right some i mean it's not as it's not as urgent and freaked out as it was but overall what are you what well, are you seeing i think um you know i i think we can just stop and say i told you so can't we i mean because we did like yep. what, 18 months ago when everybody was frantic mm-hmm. because the market had slowed down and interest rates were coming up. We did a two hour long live stream. I would imagine you could still watch it and go back and watch it. And I think you'll see in that, that we predicted exactly what has happened. Now that we don't always get it right, but we were using data, not emotions to actually figure out what's going on. And the data was this. There, even though the interest rates have gone up, there still is a dramatic inventory shortage in real estate in almost every city. In order for prices of anything to come down, supply-demand curves have to shift, meaning that the supply has to be much higher than the demand. But when there is the opposite, a shortage versus a glut in the market when there's a shortage prices go up so if you want to cause the prices on something to go up make it scarce make it make it be a shortage there is not a shortage of real estate there is a i mean there is a shortage of real estate and so the the opposite of prices tanking everybody's oh it's all gonna go away it's all gonna be another 2000 and we kept saying no it's not it's not gonna bust it's not gonna bust it we said it is gonna slow, slow down, down. yeah and we said if you're gonna sell a house you're gonna have to actually clean it up and stage it mm-hmm. which is you know and you can expect Average to put it on, on the, the market again you can yep. put it on the market it's, you expect 90 to 120 days and you can expect not to get 110 percent of your asking price with 87 offers on one weekend that was an anomaly that was a short period of time after covid when everybody sat around in their house got fat and decided they wanted to move out of their house and, and so and no one was building anything there because was no materials building. are so there expensive. Was no, there was yep. a shortage of lumber. Lumber went up 3x. It's back down. Uh, and builders are builders are not building specs right now. Yeah. They slowed down and they're adding to this shortage because the, the it slowed down and they don't they won't get stuck with a spec house. And so spec house starts are way off, which is hurting the inventory even more. You can't find a house in a lot of markets. So you have not seen prices crash. You've seen them steadily increase. We said in the year 2023 you were going to see a 2 to a 7% increase in prices nationwide and that is about what we're going to see. And that's the, what your home is actually valued, not the inflated price that people are throwing right. out there. Yeah. Right. Because not, people not, could put an extra half a million dollars something insane on you know and people would just buy it this is not asking price this is actual value that's right that's right actual value and it's not people buying like they've lost their dadgum minds this is people reasonable people buying properties at reasonable prices you're going to see that number 
you know, you put a house on the market for $300,000, expect to get a, a, an offer, you know, of 280 and that you're going to negotiate yeah. and expect to sit there for 90 to 120 days to sell the house and expect that if your house is ugly and dirty, it's not going to sell. So that's not unusual. That's like 90% of the years that we've had real estate operating in America. It's been that way. We had a short period of time when it was cray cray and we covered all of that in detail. And then it has happened exactly the way we said. Yeah. So no, whatever characters <laughs> on whatever Instagram economists, that's like, it a, was funny though. It's like first, an oxymoron. Well, I'll be honest. Not that I fall for everything I see on the internet, even though that sometimes is the case. I, not everything, I, I but a, most. I, I had a moment where I was like, oh gosh, what does he see that I'm not seeing? I don't know. And then, you know, I'm watching it again. I'm like, that just doesn't feel right. And the funniest part is just going to the comments. because people e- just ripping oh, the guy. Oh, everyone's like, I'm a real estate agent. Are you kidding me? Are like you smoking we, something? Yeah. So yeah. anyways, it was it was good. But that's what you're saying. That's just good to know. I think that it's good to it's kind just, of just get it, a pulse on. Um, and then interest rates obviously are. They're up. They're up. And do you ever see them coming back down to that 2 3%? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what interest rates are going to do. I will tell you this. You can have a healthy, sustained realist residential real estate market for home buyers and six percent will just rock it for days i mean we've rocked it for decades at six percent the only reason it was driven down below six yeah was artificially by the government driving it down to re-stimulate the real estate market after 2008 but prior to mm-hmm. 2008 for uh, what 15 years it sat around six yeah you know when i came on the air in uh 1992 doing this show the rates were like nine and we were selling lots of people selling houses everywhere nobody thought anything about it yeah and then they came down to six and we thought oh this is awesome this is great because six is great when you're comparing it to nine six is not great (laughs) when you're comparing it to two and a half yep yep you know and so it's it's all your point of reference the secret to happiness is low expectations right so <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah that the you're you're right we should have stopped and said i told you so because we no, did that's tell not you what that. i was asking no i, I <laughs> you I, will I, take this moment we, no we really that. should do that every so often because we get so much stupid hate mail by people on these uh social media channels and everything else that we don't know what we're talking about and we completely nailed that yeah. I mean, our team here and I, the Ramsey personalities, looked at the data and we said, this is what's going to happen. And we hammered it. We nailed it. And it certainly wasn't the crash of the real estate market that a lot of you were believing and predicting was going to occur 18 months ago. Just think back to 18 months ago. And that's about when we did that live stream. So mm-hmm. go look it up. This is The Ramsey Show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Carrie is with us in Montgomery, Alabama. Hi, Carrie. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thanks for having me. Sure. What's up? Um, So I recently got a divorce. Well, I left him last summer. It was like a domestic violence situation that I had to get out, and I was in nursing school full-time, and so... I got out and I got Good. back on my feet like a lot quicker than I thought I would. Um, Good for you. So a, lot, I, a lot quicker than he job. told you you would. 
Oh yeah, he said I'd be nothing, you know, yeah, all that you, fun stuff. And you're gonna you're gonna be a, you're gonna be the rock star that we all know you to be. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah, and um, but anyways, he kind of controlled the finances. So I did um have I had a credit card left, but I hadn't been using it. I kind of used it to get a lawyer and to kind of get back on my feet. And so I have about six thousand dollars left. I had like sixteen, but I've been paying it off. Um. And then I got a job. I work in like medical sales now, and I, my base pays like sixty. And with commission, I make on top of that um, about five to seven every month. It kind of varies. My worst month was like three thousand, but it was when I was getting started. Um, but I did buy a house in November. Unfortunately, when interest rates were seven point two five, it's an FHA loan. I have twenty six thousand auto loan on but it's three percent interest rate. I got a really good interest rate on that. And then I have about eighteen thousand in student loans. So I'm just wondering like what I should pay off first. And then uh, we just closed on our house. We flipped houses together and I we had a split the last profit. So I have twenty five thousand from that that I just Great. put in the money market. I got it I got it like a week ago. That'll jump start your market. plan. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. It's making, it's like a 4.5 APY, so it's a really good money market to so far there. No. Um, so I'm trying to decide, like, should I keep it there? Should, what should I pay off first? I really want to get a better home interest rate, but I'm just not sure when I'll be able to do that, you know? Yeah. Well, Carrie, you're, you're doing an incredible job. I mean, you absolutely have um, taken hold of your life. I mean, you're doing incredible work-wise. You're making great money and yeah you're you're just in an incredible spot which i'm really i'm really happy for you and i mean that's a courageous um uh, the whole event is a courageous thing that you just stepped out of and you said i'm i'm taking life back in my own hands so i'm just really i'm impressed by you in that way um do you have any other money saved besides this twenty five thousand dollars that's in a money market account um not really like i have my banking account set up for um like 20%. 20%. I just stuck it up to 40% of like when I get paid, it just automatically goes to my savings, my money market. Um, so I was saving like 20% each paycheck. So I have about 2000 in savings on top of that. So maybe 27,000. Okay. Total. That's great. Okay. Yeah. So what I would do is I would take this $25,000 and we teach you to pay off the smallest debt first so with that mm-hmm. twenty five thousand plus, you have two thousand dollars in your sa- your other savings, which I would take that down. I would drain it down to a thousand. Uh, so you really have twenty six thousand dollars that can be thrown at this debt, which means you can pay off this credit card, and then you'll be paying off. Gosh, this this auto loan. So you only have six thousand dollars left on your car. No. By mm-hmm. the end of today. No. You got twenty six thousand and eighteen and twenty six on the car, right? She has six thousand yes. dollars in credit card debt. No. Yes, four thousand of that is like a twenty-four month interest-free credit card. You got so an eighteen thousand dollars like, student loan. Yes, unfortunately. Oh, the student loan. Uh, that's right. So yeah. you got eighteen thousand dollars student loan, and 6, then you've got how much on your credit cards? Um, six thousand, but four thousand okay. of that is like interest-free. I don't care. So. We're not going to play interest-free yeah. games, and interest rates don't matter. You are in debt. We need to yes. clean up the debt. Okay. When you get the debt cleaned up, you're going to have no payments anywhere in your life, and you're making money. You're going to put this whole horrible mess in your rearview mirror, and it's just going to be smoke back there. It's going to be awesome. I love it. Okay? Mm -hmm. So I would write a check today and pay off your credit cards, and I would close every one of those credit card accounts and use only a debit Mm -hmm. card for your transactions. Then I would pay off the student loan today. Okay. 
and then you've only got the car left at 26000 right? Yes. Okay. And we, we, people, people keep talking about the student loan forgiveness. Do you think that's ever going to happen or? No. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? Even if it, even if it, it does, you borrowed the money, you owe it. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you make good money now. You're going to be making $100,000 this year, aren't you? Yes, sir. Yeah. So pay off your $26,000 student loan. Okay. Who cares? Yeah, and the house I bought is a fixer-upper, so should I just wait on fixing yep. up the house? Yep. Okay. Yep. Let's get the debts okay. cleaned up. Because when you don't have any payments but the house payment and you're making $100,000 a year, do you feel that freedom already when I just said that? Mm-hmm. Wow. You got no yeah. payments but a house payment? You can fix that house up pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And no more debt. No mm-hmm. more debt. You don't need any banks mm-hmm. telling you what to do. You got rid of a jerk that used to tell you what to do. <laughs> we don't need anybody else telling you what to do. You are amazing. Go get it done, girl. Yeah. And when should I refinance my house since I just bought it? When you're able to get a lower interest okay. rate. All right. As soon as you call Churchill Mortgage and find out what you've got to do, is your credit damaged mm-hmm. by this mess? Is that the problem? Um, I paid off a lot of it, so it shot back up. Um, it was like a six fifty, but now it's back up above a seven hundred. So when did you do I that? But before, before, or after you got this seven and a quarter. Um, I did that a couple weeks ago when I first I got like thirty two thousand, and I paid most of it off with that. Does that make oh, okay. sense? And then I was making chunks. I was doing like a thousand dollars payment on the credit card. Yeah, go go ahead and get rid of this debt, Mm -hmm. all this debt. And when you get rid of all this debt, you're going to see that card that that score jump up again. And right when it does that, if you can get down around a six percent, that'll give you a a one and a quarter savings. That'll make it worth refinancing and call Churchill Mortgage and get that. If you can get it down to six percent or lower, it's going to be worth refinancing. Mm -hmm. And should I do a fifteen year or thirty year? Always a fifteen year. And, uh, hey, listen, you're asking a bazillion different questions about all of the different things because now you're in control of your life again. And I want we want to help you with this recovery, this bounce back that you're doing and give you the confidence on the money piece to do everything. I want you to go through Financial Peace University because we want to be a, a little part of your amazing story. And so you hang on. We're going to have Austin pick up. We're going to pay for you to go through this class. It's online. You can do it. And you're, it's, you know, when you get all these answers, these questions are all swimming around your head and you're going to go through this class and go, oh, now I know exactly yeah. what to do. Your confidence is even going to soar more and you're probably going to make more than a hundred. Then you probably make a hundred and a quarter. And with that care, you're going to get every dollar plus as well. And so honestly too, the, the amount of control you're going to feel of just budgeting when that paycheck hits, knowing exactly where it's going. And once this debt's paid off, because even at the end of today, I'm like, you could have just your car loan left at 24,000 and not get out. So you can actually start to see your goals and where your money's going and being really intentional with it. And there's something empowering too about that. And again, especially from what you've walked through the last year and a half, to be able to have full control over that income where your money doesn't even have you, like you truly have it. You are the one controlling it. There is something in that too. And just that simple budgeting app, I'm telling you, that's going to give you so much freedom and so much confidence. So we're excited for you, Carrie. By the way, for those of you out there that think you have a friend or a relative that is uh, a victim of uh, domestic violence, uh, married to a jerk who thinks his wife's a punching bag, um, let me tell you a real symptom. The data shows this, and we know this from 30 years of working in these situations. 
if the guy is 1,000% in control of the money and will not let his wife make a single decision of any kind with the money, there's a high correlation between that behavior and domestic violence. Because if he can control the money, he thinks he can control her, and this, this whole domestic violence thing is about control. And so if you see a guy who's doing that to his wife, he's probably beating her. That's what I'm saying. Not 100%, but there's a high correlation to that. This is The Ramsey Show. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're here. Hey, if you're liking the show, thank you. And uh, we know that a bunch of you are spreading the word on this show because our rankings and our ratings continue to go up. And that means there's a whole bunch of new folk out there. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and help us spread the word. There's a couple things you can do to push the needle on this whole process. If you're a YouTube viewer or listener, uh, obviously you can subscribe and you can share hit the share button and same thing with your podcast. You can subscribe, you can share over on Spotify or Apple or Google play, wherever you are. We're everywhere. By the way, we're on every stinking platform that is imaginable. Um, Sirius XM. Yeah. 680 talk radio stations. Yep. Number two talk radio show in America in terms of number of stations and number of listeners undisputed, not even close on the second. Sean Hannity's number one, and uh, we're, we are honored to be in a number two slot. So, hey, thank you guys for that. Tell people about the show. Maybe you're watching on TBN. Tell people you're about the show. Don't share them. Share, 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 share. Subscribe, subscribe, follow. And if, an, if, a, if the format allows you to, leave us a five-star review. If you want to leave a one-star review, just change the channel. Okay, people get mad when you say this because they go and do one stars and they're like, because Dave told me not to do this, I'm going to do it. So, <laughs> really? Yes. People are like, Dave said, so you people, I, can, I can rate you what, however what you, I want. What are Dave. you, stupid? No, stop. I mean, stop. You're going to make them do one stars. I don't stars. care. Just don't mention the one stars. Just say, I, if you, here, I'll do it. Listen. I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll show you. Okay. I'll show you. All right, show me how to do it. So if you guys love the show, if you find that it's really helpful and encouraging, make sure to leave us a review. We really enjoy it. We love reading them and, and hearing. I don't. The li- oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I tried, James. I really did. I tried. You need to go read your reviews because I'm it is not, helpful uh, for I'm not, people. I'm not taking a poll. We're doing the show. <laughs> If you guys love it, thank you. We're, we appreciate you. And we'd it. like to read but that you do, and it helps the algorithm. There's a lot of reasons to leave a review. It does help the algorithm when you leave a five-star. It doesn't oh when you leave a one-star. What are you trying ahead. to destroy the show? Go over to Smart Money Happy Hour, because we read your reviews there for sure. Yeah. George okay. and I love them. They're inside jokes. So do an inside joke of a review right now, Dave. Like, like everyone leave the, like, emoji or something, and then you go through and read. You're like, oh, look, there they all are. Oh. Yeah. It's fun. Interact with the people, Dave. Come yeah. on. I do. Dad. I, I do a talk Dad radio show for three hours a day, five <laughs> days a week. That's interacting with the people right there. That's when I do that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just leave a review. It does help. This I read been. them every day. So James, 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 reads, them, and I James reads them for me. That's what it is. I used to not. I knew. See, I. But I, you should. The way I care is I have James. <laughs> to tell you james you need to tell him to stop saying not to leave one star i knew that if i told him he would double down and that's what he's doing <laughs> no. our cause is not working it's not working at all andrew's in orlando hey andrew how are you 
I'm doing good. I think I'm with Rachel on this one. I think you might have activated the internet trolls. Oh, <laughs> I know. Right, Andrew? Tell him. Tell him to stop. Oh. Such a boomer. Way to go, man. Way to go. Thanks, Andrew. You're no help at all. Next caller. No! <laughs> We're here for you, Andrew. We're here for you. How can we help you, brother? So, uh, my wife and I just bought a house in uh, Orlando, Florida. We're moving down from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and we're having a bunch of uh, home repairs pop up. And, you know, we plan for these repair, like some repairs to pop up, but kind of the number is getting ahead of what we budgeted. And kind of want to get your take on how we should handle it. Like what? So, uh, we knew that it needed a new roof, um, it probably needed new plumbing. Um, so we, so we, uh, we had like twenty five grand set aside for that. Um, we're toward the end of that, and now we still have our six month um, emergency fund. Um, so right now there's a hole in our kitchen floor down to the crawl space. Uh, a couple joists are bad, um, and that's sort of where we're sitting right now. How did how how what happened you, to the hole? How how was there a didn't hole? Notice well, there was uh, a hole in your uh, floor. Well, uh, no, uh, so we, on our last trip, we started ripping up the floor, uh, so we knew something was bad in there, so I started ripping it up, and then the subfloor was rotted, so we ripped that up, and then joists below it were uh, were bad, too. So. Yeah, That's a fine piece of property, isn't it? Needed yeah, plumbing, a roof, and do, the floor uh, is rotten. Did y'all do, um, like, an inspection? No, he bought it. He, he, yeah, yeah, we got an inspection. Really? We negotiated the price down from, you know, 20, 20 grand. Um you, you, but it costs you twenty five grand to get to the point that you just have a hole in the floor, right? But we got it below uh, what it's worth. Not if you only negotiated it down twenty grand and the repairs were forty. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So okay. But here we are. So how are you gonna fix the floor? Uh, we're planning on doing the floors ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, What's it gonna cost? Uh, we're, I mean, we're probably thinking a couple grand for that. Okay. Uh, but then after that, you know, we'll have countertops, uh, cabinets to put back up. Um, so our plan was just to just get the floors down and then cash flow until probably Christmas to where we can get the money together to get all the kitchen done. How do you operate your household without a kitchen? Toaster oven and a mini fridge. Mm. Your wife is a champ. <laughs> yeah, I know she is. Man, you got her, you got you got a deal, and you got her camping. Wow. Oh man. Um, I don't know what else to do though. You're here. Yeah, you got right, this far yeah. in. Is How there, much you guys make a year, Andrew? One sixty. We're expected to make one sixty this year. Okay. So yeah, that's great income. So you can cash flow it pretty quick with that yeah. great income. That's the good news in the story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's get the floor done and get moved in. And what's causing uh, y'all move from to move from Kentucky to Orlando? Uh, we got jobs out here. We're opening up a engineering office down here, so okay, part of the initial crew. Okay, for work. Okay, good, good. Well, yeah, I think you got your plan. I mean, you got to cash flow it, and I don't want you down to, uh, you know. Not having a kitchen is pretty close to an emergency, but I don't know. You could just decide if that's an emergency or not. You could take some money out of that, yeah. Well, he already is so to fix the floor. So would you recommend just going down to three months for now or just yes. further yeah, than you that could. Yes. kitchen done? Yeah, I want to get this kitchen done and just have a habitable property. 
I mean, toaster, right. toaster right. oven is quasi-habitable, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. When you're at the toaster oven level, that's a pretty different level. <laughs> so, Toaster ovens are great. Yeah, Instapot, I know, but that's yeah. the only thing there. The sink doesn't work. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, so just, yeah. Just, yeah. Wow. And, um, yeah, and then the rest of it, you know, any other improvements you're going to do, you have to get your emergency fund in place and then cash flow above that once you get the kitchen right. once you get the kitchen thing in the rearview mirror. How old are you guys, so. Andrew? I'm 26. My wife's 22. How long have y'all been married? Two, about two years now. Any kids? Okay. No kids. Okay. Y'all okay. got this. I'll give, you, I'll give you a warning, okay? You probably have made all of the withdrawals on home repairs in your marriage that you'll be able to do. I doubt she's going to do this one with you again. You probably got your one play here for the rest of your life. <laughs> I played my cards well. Yeah, this, this, the, I think you completely made all the withdrawals on that part of the bank that you can. I'm guessing that this, girl, this young lady is going to say, uh-uh, not again. Or she may love it. She may love the adventure. I don't know. She might. She might. Yeah. But I'm guessing. Um, This is the kind of stuff your mom would have gone along with with me when she was 22, but the chances of her doing it when she's 62, really close to me (laughs) leaving before this happens. Okay. So (laughs) not a chance. But good for you, Andrew. You know what? That's a fixer-upper, and they're doing it themselves. It's the toaster of an adventure. I think it's great. Tell your grandkids. Back in the day. Wasn't that a movie? A toaster oven? The toaster, the great, what was that? The little blue, to- the toaster. It was like an old Disney cartoon. Oh, I have no idea. The brave idea. little toaster. The brave little toaster. The there you go. To- Andrew, it, it must have got, it's, that's gone, to it's you. gone because it must have gotten all one star reviews. <laughs> that's to you. There it Andrew. is. This is the Ramsey Show. It's Rachel Cruz. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.